back to the Power and Living Podcast. I'm your host, Solana Lewis. Today I speak with Haley Hunter. Haley is a rising athlete in a 67 and a half kilo weight class. She made a big statement at this year's nationals, making some rapid progress. And I definitely think we'll be seeing her more and more often. She took the American squat record this year, and I think she'll be getting some more of those. I can't wait for y'all to hear this episode. I do have to tell you, unfortunately, we missed the first five or six minutes of the episode due to some technical issues. So it is starting off after a few minutes of talking. So I will fill you in. Essentially, Haley introduced herself as a lifter from Bay Area in California who goes to work at Strength Gym. She was excited to be joining the podcast. And the first question I had asked her was, hey, how was training progressing into the Arnolds this year in 2022 and she then said well one big thing that helped her with training was when she got off of birth control because it was making her have really slow recovery and basically we take it right from there so that's really all you missed not too much I hope you enjoy today's episode okay can you hear me yep okay um so my recovery has just gotten a lot better and I just saw numbers um, picking up and well, point is, is I'm not, I'm probably not going to hop off birth control anymore. So that's cool um, that I got to see a lot of progress off of that. And I feel like it's something that isn't like really, I guess, like advertised or not let um, known these things or like warned, especially as a female athlete. Mm-hmm. So I love that you're open to sharing this and thank you for sharing that because <laughs> just like you said, like birth control is not like when doctors give it to you, they really don't go over like the side effects or the potential harms that it can have. Yeah. That's something that I personally experienced where I was like, I learned a lot about it later, but when I was yeah. put on it, it was like, here, just take it. I was like, okay, like, sure. Yeah. Like, why not? No, yeah. And it's wild that for you, it really had like a hindrance on your strength. So I'm so mm-hmm. happy that you like, figured out like let me try this and thank you yeah it was it was pretty life-changing wild okay so that was probably the biggest change you had going into the auto prep so how fast after getting off did you see like progress um well when I got it off it was like so just to give you an example to recover for my most like squat days let's say like if I PR and squat Usually it'll take me like three to four, sometimes five days to recover from it. But then in there, it was taking me like a day or two days. And it just was like, it was helping my deadlifts as well stay consistent because my deadlifts are a little later after squats, like two days after my squat days. So I was able to keep up and keep a good balance. So that's what was really helping me the like recovery timing. Ah, that is so great. Okay, sweet. So basically right after you were like, man, my recovery is way faster. And so when you guys saw the progress happening in your recovery, Mm -hmm. when did you guys kind of decide, okay, we can like really like push your numbers up? It's tough to be like, all right, Mm -hmm. let's just add 20 pounds to bar, 30 pounds to bar this week. Like it's hard because you haven't mentally done it in a long time. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, everything that my coach gives me is at RPE. Sometimes I'll ask him, hey, Joey, like, maybe today, you know, like, is it okay if I hit like 
hypothetically speaking like 418 or like you know something a little past and he's like well if it's there it's there you know like don't rush things and it's kind of like just like I get to kind of like call the shots in the gym but if I know that it's an overshoot or if I'm not an overshoot I won't go for it but if I know that it's there then I'll just do it and it's like 50 50 and most of the times I get it because at least when it comes to squats, um, I usually know what I can and cannot do. Nice. So you're super in tune with your squat. Do you feel like you're not there yet with your bench and deadlift, like mentally being in tune? Yes. So with deadlifts, I've been getting a lot better, but for bench, it's just, it's a whole different story. I just, I don't know what I'm about to hit or if I'm going to get it or not. Like, it's just, it's so weird. I have such a big mental block when it comes to bench. And I'm not shocked to hear that for someone who is not like their main lifts, not bench press. Like your squats blowing up. I see your deadlift progressing. So the, the lift that progresses the slowest, it is tougher to be like, all right, like here's what I have today. And it's going to feel like this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, yeah, I'm trying to get better with my bench, but it's really hard. It's so hard. But you PR'd at nationals, which we'll get to later. But you I did. you broke into the 200s. That's I know. I was so happy about that. But oh, yeah, I should have been sooner. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. You're making that progression. Okay. So <laughs> going into the Arnold, I saw when you posted about it after that squats, it seemed like something happened with mm-hmm. maybe getting in the attempt on time because I saw you went 380 yeah. and then I saw 385 like that's a baby jump and then you went like a yeah. massive jump to the third yeah. attempt yeah so what happened was um after like my first attempt I was um kind of still waiting off of how I felt because it was really just strange I was so like the lights everything the Arnold was just tripping me out because I didn't know anyone I only had two people there that I knew right um everything was so fast paced. So unfortunately, my second attempt got timed out. Um, My um, handlers weren't able to put it in time. Um, And it just sucked because everything was just so fast, right? Um, But that happened. And I did my second attempt and it felt better than my first attempt. And I was like, okay, you know what? I was like, just put on that 407 or 402, whatever it was. And I'll try I hope I can get it, but kind of in my heart, I knew that I wasn't going to because I just didn't feel good mentally. And um, so that sucked when I didn't get it. And what happened was when I failed it, I did feel a lot of pressure kind of shift onto my left side. Um, And for like the past months, still now, I still have a lot of like compression strain on that side. So, um, So after like that squat attempt, I was like in so much pain and it got to the point where at Dallas, I had to text my coach, Joey, like, Hey, Joey, like, I don't know what to do because picking up just 154 off the ground is like horrific. Like, it feels like my back is going to come out or something. Like, I just couldn't like brace or like, it just felt horrible. But I like, I told myself, I was like, I still had to leave with at least something. And I guess I ended up pulling like 402 which is like the same as my last meet and I had to like not do my third because it was just bad okay and you know I think the good thing about it is that the Arnold was so close to nationals 
that that was like essentially a tune-up meet in a way so like you probably learned a lot from that meet which Mm -hmm. made nationals a much better meet for you yeah definitely yeah yeah and so I think you know essentially that can be helpful so then going into Nats right how long do you think it took you to like kind of recover physically from um the Arnold because I would say most of the time it takes someone like a couple weeks but when you're dealing with like oh man like a failed lift that led to like a lot of pain was it way longer mm, honestly I was more mad than anything I was mad <laughs> and I got like after that like so the Arnold was like on Friday or Saturday that following Monday I got back to training I was like I'm not going to let myself be depressed and be stupid about this because I have nationals coming up and I had to prove that you know that I can bring what I've been like doing in training to the platform like I need to do this and um yeah I didn't give myself a week off or anything I just went straight back into it and like I said, my recovery has uh, been a lot better during that time. So I was really confident in my body and myself that I could get through the work. And I did. Nice. And honestly, girl, I'm the same way. I can't handle taking a few days off. Like I can pee. Yeah. I'm like, all right, coach, Monday. Yeah. Monday, no, yeah. <laughs> and it's like deep down inside our body telling us, please stop. But <laughs> we just can't. <laughs> yeah. My body says no, but my yeah. mental, my brain is like, I need you to go in here. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Now going into nationals, this is where we really got to see Haley blowing up. I mean, you were posting, and I love by the way that you post your lifts because as a podcaster who's now doing a lot of recap shows and preview shows with two white lights, I'm like, girl, like having insight is wonderful. (laughs) I know. I know, and that's what I love. Like, I love it when like people post their recaps like um about like their like attempts and stuff because it gets you know like the raw feeling of oh like damn like that but that's cool like that's relatable you know and it's like it's like kind of boring when you just see like the numbers and then three videos and that's it like did you go through anything like I want to know you know yes like you get to like learn about the person yeah exactly but it's all right like if that's what they choose that that's okay but me personally I like to be like more like I guess transparent with my like following and like myself um so yeah yes so going into that your squat was just like going off like I think your heart your highest squat was 435 in the gym right yeah, it was. And then um, for I was only able to push 418 on the platform. It sucks because Vegas was so hot. And I, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I could not stop sweating in the warm up room. And it was so packed too. So I was like, Jesus. So like everything was like, everybody had to jump in and go really quick to do like their stuff. And I was trying so hard to like, like, like relax, like stop sweating. And I, I drank like a whole gallon of water, a whole big Gatorade with trioral, more water. And for the love of God, I was just cramping, 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 cramping. And oh, I cramped so easily. So it was just so frustrating. But uh, I was cramping so bad in my quads. Um, 
that like during that squat so that was already kind of throwing me off but I was just so tired I just couldn't like I was like I I'm gonna try to get this dirt and I have a strong feeling that I can do it but at the same time it's just like I'm so energy drained and it's like uh, it's like well I'll try so yeah Yes, I know you got the 418, which is still the new 67 kilo squat mm -hmm. record. So that is yeah. still phenomenal. I think one thing that is a factor that people have to deal with at nationals is that warm up room. Unless you're in prime time, like yeah. that room is packed. And yeah. then you are working with a lot of people. Sometimes you have to time your warm ups, not just based off when you're going on the yeah. platform, but like if you have five people on a rack or 10, you got to yeah. go when someone's not on it. And that mm -hmm. makes it much tougher. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was really packed, especially because like the equipped was with the women's. Um, oh, Lord. Yeah, so it was like, oh, dang it. And then, and then I would try to hop on a rack, and they're like, oh no, like they're on it, and it's like six people. They're trying to put their like equipped gear on, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's all right. I'll just go somewhere else. You know what's wild? Even though I obviously I knew it was equipped because it was mega nationals, <laughs> like. In my mind, I kind of forgot because when you're in prime time, the flight, it was just raw. So oh, dealing yeah. with the equipped in the back and thank the Lord, y'all, if you don't know, we're going back <laughs> to having raw nationals and equipped has yeah. their own nationals, thank God. But <laughs> dealing with the equipped in the back, like there must have been people who were like literally kicking you off because they're like, no, I have to put the gear on and now it's on, so I have to go right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's what was happening. And I was just trying to like, just move on from it because it's just nothing you can do. You know, you gotta, you gotta share. But uh, it was just frustrating when you're trying to find a rock and you just can't. So, yeah. But well, one it happened. It did, but one main difference you had at this meet at Nationals, you had Joey with you, right? Yeah, I did. At the Arnold, he wasn't able to go, unfortunately. But at Nats, he was able to go. And that honestly helped me a lot because um, I just feel more confident when he's, like, at my side, you know, because I know that he's going to do the right calls for me. Um, and then like Tina was there too. So she was also taking care of me. So it's just, it's just, you know, you like you train, you put in the work with your coach and getting able to like be there with them and then execute is just like, it's an awesome feeling. Yeah, I definitely think like it can be a good, can you said you're a mental lifter and mentally knowing your coach is next to you instead of like a text message away where you have to wait for it and not super good text in time. Yeah. Like, I think that definitely play a positive role into your performance yeah definitely it did it really helped me yeah. nice and then we move into bench press right so you get the american squat record you go 425 not quite there because we're cramping up but the rest of the day was six for six which yes. means those cramps are away eventually because you were able to execute and you hit a nice yeah. 204 pr on the bench press I know, well, two or three point something, but point yeah. nine. So we say two or four. Literally Um, yeah, it was really like those things where it's like I just told myself when I was getting my hand up because the guy that was giving me a handoff gave me great handoffs, and I felt confident. I was like, yes, like I have someone on my side here, like you know, and then um, and then so when I went for like the two o. 204 um he gave me a great handoff and I was like okay this is it like don't don't like don't back down like do not stop fighting I told myself and I it was surprisingly so fast and like as it was moving up I was like 
oh my god I'm doing it I'm finally <laughs> freaking doing it and then you can even see me when I get up I scream like yes oh my god and um yeah it was just it was an awesome moment yeah it's like finally. were you more excited about the bench or the squat <sighs> good question I've never been asked that um I love squats. It's amazing that I did the squat record, but I honestly was more amazed about the bench because it was just, I keep failing that. I kept failing it. And the fact that I was able to finally get it, it was just like, it's such a, like an awe moment, you know? And it's like the squat record. It's like, I knew I was going in there and going to do it, you know, but Benji was like, am I going to do it? So when I did do it, it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. What's hilarious that I knew you were going to see that because I was like, yeah. it's like, I've seen a lot of people. I remember one time I was talking to Kim Walford because mm -hmm. she had got a squat record years ago. I think maybe 2019. Mm -hmm. And she obviously is, she's known for her deadlift. But I remember mm -hmm. her telling me, she was like, I got the squat record once and that was the, one of the prize moments of my life because I'm mm -hmm. not a squatter. So getting yeah. the record was huge. So even if it's not a record, like even you know bench is your tough lift mm -hmm. and you get it, like it's such a yeah. big deal like I'm always more exactly. excited for a bench PR than squat or deadlift mm -hmm. yeah exactly so it was just it was just awesome I uh that was really cool and then we go deadlift and you got a nice PR for the deadlift too because before yeah. you hit 430 what was it before your best that was it for two for oh I did do 430 um I did yeah, 402 was my best. 402. I just checked. Yeah, so that's 28-pound PR. That was big. Did you think that you were going to get that going into the um, competition? And what was your best dead in prep? In prep, my best deadlift was 440. So, oh, okay. yeah, so I knew that I had 440 in me, but um, I was experiencing um, some really bad, well, that left lower back pain that's been nagging me the whole prep um and in the warm-up room I, <laughs> I I just took some ibuprofen I was like okay I can't I can't let the whole Arnold thing happen to me again um because after squats and bench my back just can't keep up that lower like back so um so I took some ibuprofen um and then warmed up let it kind of like get better but in the warm-up room I felt like like I was just kind of crashing a little bit. So I was like, okay, we're just gonna play it safe. We're just gonna load up 430 today and just not even try the 440. I ended up doing the 430 and it was surprisingly easier than I thought it was gonna be. I could have loaded up 440, but at that point I was just trying to keep myself healthy and um and go eight for nine. Yes. And overall though, it turned out like, and you're right too, like keeping yourself feeling good, especially when you secured all PRs anyways. And no matter what you put in the bar, you know, it's going to be a PR for your deadlift. Yeah. Like it's probably a better move than going balls to all unless yeah. you know, it's going to get you like first, second place. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I knew it wasn't really going to place anything. I could have placed, I guess, first in that session, if I would loaded up a little bit more on deadlift, but it's like, whatever, it's not really what I was going for. I was just going for secure my total, um, kind of like, I guess, make a slight statement in the open and then, um, and then set that, set that record, secure that bench. And that's pretty much it. Have fun. Yes. And so I know that you are training at Warcat. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. in California, which is where you are from. And it seems like the community there is popping. Am I wrong or am I right? It is. It's so awesome. I absolutely love Warcat. So not a lot of people know this too much, um, but I actually live 48 to like 52 minutes away from Warcat. Oh. Yeah. So I drive up there every day um, to to get training in, to work there, because I do personal training there. Um, okay. Yeah. So, but it's honestly worth it. I absolutely love Warcat. All right. So, um, yeah. So WordCat is honestly just a really like awesome community. It's like, I've gone to other gyms, you know, and you have like your friend groups and stuff, but it's just like, it's such a different environment. Like everybody there is not only chasing after like the same goals and stuff and like is also putting in like hard work, but it's just, it's so like, we all like have this understanding of like, like, we all know that like our lifts like mean a lot to us. So it's just like, everybody is just like so quick to like always hype you up, gas you up, like be there, you know? So it's just like, it's really cool. Especially like the owner, um, Arnell, like that's just something that like he always wants the environment to be like. And from the start, and it's just, it's so amazing when you get to see like, especially on Saturdays, you walk into the gym, everybody's talking, everybody's getting along. Like it's such a tight community. And it's just, it's honestly just amazing. Cause it's like, everybody's got your back there. Like everybody's going to root for you. And it's just, it's really awesome. I love training there. I love working there. I just, I love work at a lot. So I think this is a massive benefit for you because you mentioned you're a mental lifter. Yeah. And so exactly. to have like a coach that really does well with you mm-hmm. and then an environment that's like really pushing you, yeah. I think it's actually like it can make or break certain lifters. And like every mm-hmm. time you were going for like a new squat PR when you had like 37 of them going international. Yeah. <laughs> like they were always screaming for you. And mm-hmm. I looked at it and I was like, dude, like this is pretty cool. Yeah, I know. And then um, last year, the reason actually what pushed me a little bit more to go to work at, like com- commit to the drive was me and Joey were talking about like the really like bad equipment that I was working with. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like, well, if you can pick like certain days out of the week to go up there and get like better training, that like would be good. Um, and then my boyfriend too, he also was like, let's just do it. Like, whatever like we can split money for gas we can make the commitment um and it ended up working out so I'm so happy that I had these two to kind of like say like just do it just do it right so massive and I think this is underrated I think the equipment people use is kind of a big deal when you get to a point where you're like becoming elite you know like when you're really strong and yes, obviously, if you don't have it, then like, duh, train what you have. It doesn't mean like you yeah. should lift. But like when you are like really strong and you want to be one of the best in the weight class and you only have pounds or like crappy equipment, like it will hinder you from some sort yeah. of progress. No, yeah, exactly. And it's just like you, the difference between kilos and pounds, mm-hmm. um, the barbells, it's just, it's different. Um also not having to like have the bar spin so much on your body. It's just like, these things really do make a difference, right? So, but work with what you have. If you don't got it, then, you know, props to you for working uh, without the, the, 
the standard equipment but for me I was willing to like just say you know what I can't handle this anymore I gotta go like up to work hats to get some actual like good training in and that's what ended up happening and then I ended up being more consistent with my training too oh awesome and you said you worked there so is that your full-time job personal training yeah, personal training and then online um, powerlifting coaching, more so for like beginners. We'll be right back with this episode with Haley Hunter. In the meantime, want to quickly tell y'all all about girls who powerlift apparel because they are making apparel that will have you looking good in and outside of the gym. They have everything from leggings to shorts to t-shirts, crop tops, Anything you really want, singlets, wrist wraps, they have backpacks for that will have all of your powerlifting equipment, have a specific spot for each piece of equipment. They're a great brand. They are always supporting the sport of powerlifting. They are sponsoring meets. They are there to support and uplift women who wants to get stronger. If you want to support an awesome brand and get some awesome apparel, use code Solana, save yourself 10% and support girls who powerlift. When did you start with beginner online powerlifting coaching? So I started a little over a year ago. Um, so I've been doing it for a while, but just like I would take on people like every like two months or so. Um, so right now I have like about like 15, 16 online, nice. which is like a pretty small number, but um, it can be a little, it can be a lot, especially with the personal training. Um, so yeah, but I honestly really love it. It's really fun. Um, I love seeing like the progression of like, not only like my online athletes, but like my in-person clients. So it's just, it's really cool. Like getting to know that you're like helping this person and you're like kind of making a difference throughout like their week, you know, cause of their training and whatnot. So. Yeah. And your in-person athletes are most of them powerlifters since the powerlifting gym. Um, no, so they're actually like, um, well, I have a couple that are uh, like wanting to do powerlifting because we do get a lot of like people who want to powerlift. Um, but it's more so like also people who just want to learn general strength, uh, kind of want to lose weight a little bit. So, um, have like a couple of clients like that, but the majority of them want to lift. So nice. Is that how you started? Like what, what made you want to get into powerlifting training? So, uh, I did start kind of like working out a little bit with like squats and deadlifts when I was like 11 or 12, like with my dad, cause he himself had a trainer, um, and he would kind of like teach me and I would kind of just hang around and be like, Oh, that, that's cool. Like I want to deadlift too, you know? And then, um, and then it got to the point where like 15, when I turned 15, 16, I was like, okay, I want a gym membership. And my parents were like, they never wanted to let me go. So was finally able to get one and um there I met an old friend um her name is Alma and she was like a really big power lifter like um like super big into it right and um at the time she was doing like 365 375 squat like she had these big numbers and like I remember I would always see her put on her gear and stuff and I'd be like like what is that like like that seems like cool, you know, and I wanted to learn more about it. So I started learning more about it. And then I was like, Oh, like they have like these competitions. Um, so I asked her about it and she kind of like broke down like what it's like and whatnot, like all these different federations. And the funny thing is that when I signed up for my first meet, I thought I was doing a USPA meet <laughs> and that's what I was going for. 
but I showed up and I read USAPL and I was like, oh my God, I'm like, I've been learning the rule book for the wrong federation. Oh and I'm like, Lord. I'm so stupid. And it's my first meet, right? So like I read up through like the whole rule book, like trying yep. to read like what to wear, what to do. And um, I get there and I'm like, oh God, I freaking messed up. And then I was so nervous. It's my first meet, right? And I didn't know like if that was so bad or not. And um, yeah, it was, it was cool. I really loved like the meet, how it was like ran. Um, it was like a cool environment. And then a couple like months later, I went to a USPA meet and it was a lot more different than a USAPL meet, at least in this area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were like feeling USAPL more? After going to yeah, USPA, I was. Yeah. I was like, well, good thing I made the mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I get you because over here in New Jersey, like I go to, I'll go to some USPA meets, but like it's just way longer. It's literally yeah. three times long, and I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're longer. Um, it's like a lot more. Um, I guess diverse because like they hold like drug tested and non tested, and mm-hmm. so yeah. Oh my gosh. So I know, I don't remember what it's called, but I know you know it. Your gym is about to have like a big event. Yeah, Powerfest. Thank you, Powerfest. So is this the first time in like the California area? This is the Bay Area? Yes, Bay Area. That's in the Bay Area that's having like any sort of big thing like this because it seems like it. And honestly, I don't even really know what Powerfest is. So you can kind of tell us that. Yeah, so Powerfest is basically, um, it's an expo, so a powerlifting expo, like, I guess, um, yeah, so it's a powerlifting expo, and then it's Cal State Championships, so they're together, so while the meet is happening, um, there's going to be an expo, there's going to be a bunch of, like, vendors there, um, like, 110, we're also going to be, like, selling, like, zone smelling salts, um, there's also going to be, I believe, like, Notorious, oh, I think Notorious Lips is the sponsor, but, like, as far as vendors, we're going to have quite a lot of vendors there, um, that are local, um, other gyms, you know, so that they also have the opportunity, um, to, like, you know, kind of pop off from there, um, and then there's, like, this also, um, like vendor there that's actually my friend she gets to like show her like new business it's called PTU so it's like it's an opportunity for a lot of people to kind of like show their brands and stuff but it's really cool because we also have like a lot of like um like big uh names there too so it's gonna be really fun um but yeah I'm really excited to see how it turns out so far it looks like it's gonna be really amazing from what I've seen online, it really does look exciting. I've never even heard besides the Arnold, which is just a massive sports expo, but yeah. to have a powerlifting specific expo, I think that's really big for the sport. Yeah, definitely. I Warcat is always, well, the owners, Arnell, um, Jessica, and Alex, which is also a big part of the team. He's been a part since the beginning. All three of them are just I always watch them work so hard. They're always working so hard. Arnell is like always just going like to the top, like for everything, like for music, like quality. Alex goes in deep quality of the live stream, everything. And it's just like these little things that they pick out where it's like, oh, I wouldn't have even thought of that, you know? And it's like, they're going all out. So like, this is going to be a really good like event and it's probably going to like, really set the standards in powerlifting so I'm really excited 
Yeah, man, because the last year, I think you've had some big meets that have been kind of setting new standards, like the Virginia mm-hmm. Pro was definitely a massive one, mm-hmm. even just having um, the Arnold's what we have like with the actual Pro Series. So like, it's yeah. just cool to see it keeps getting more and more elevated, especially yeah. with like, now we also have smaller local meets that are primetime meets. So I'm just loving the direction that are moving in, but also it's cool because the expo is something you still haven't seen before. So this yeah. is a very unique idea. So I'm definitely stoked it's- to watch it. Are you like a big part of it? Because obviously you are working at WordCast. Are you yeah. helping to, uh, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Are you <laughs> helping to plan it? That's the word. Yeah, uh, I contribute. <laughs> um, so uh, unfortunately, I'm not really going to. I'm going to like try to like do my best to like kind of help a little bit. But for the most part, I'm um, coaching, handling at the meet like five, okay. six people. So in all like go. sessions, I believe. So i we'll have my hands full with that but um yeah but I get a lot of the insights and stuff so that's cool that yeah. is cool okay so as a newer coach what do you think is or what is more exciting to you is it coaching and handling on meet day or you yourself competing on meet day Ooh, uh, oh that's a really good question um honestly I love being a competitor, but it's just, there's just something different about handling someone and then seeing like their training progress and then you helping them execute it like meet day. Like it's so rewarding, you know, like, and it's just so awesome to see like you pushing them and them actually like listening and doing what, you know, the goal is. So it's like, that just feels awesome. Plus I don't have like that anxiety of me competing. So yeah. Definitely. I will say I'm kind of on the same page with you. Like I love coaching someone on meet day. It's like, oh my gosh, we got to help you get here. But personally, I think I'm actually more anxious when I'm coaching. I don't show it. I don't show it. I show some anxiety on meet day. I don't show anxiety when I'm coaching, but I'm definitely yeah. like, I can't control if this yeah. goes up or not. And That's if it's true. me, I'm way more sure, secure in myself that I'm mm-hmm. going to get the lift. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, I do have that like feeling in the back of my head. I'm like, oh no, please get it. And then I would yes. feel so bad. But like, uh, for the most part, I'm like always like, like I feel like confident in them. And it's like, um, I don't know. Like I just give them these pep talks where it's like, there's no excuses. Like there is no reason why you shouldn't be getting this up right now. You've done this like a million times. Like get out of your head and just do it. Like, you know, this is what you worked for and you're not just going to come here and not do it. You know? So it's like, it's like these like tough little like pep talks that I give them where it's like, I'm gonna get mad at you if you don't do this right now. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. Well, definitely whatever works for the person, but you definitely have to learn. That's what's cool about coaching your own lift on me day. You get to learn them and figure out, okay, if I talk to you like this, it'll work. Mm-hmm. If I say the same thing as this person, they're going to cry. Mm-hmm. So I got to like <laughs> yeah, change definitely. it up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I know your next meet you're competing in is the Corrupted Strain Classic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which corrupted. is another example of a primetime meet, essentially, because it looks mm-hmm. like one of the most stacked rosters mm-hmm. it may it may end up being more stacked than the Virginia Pro we gotta see that's how good it looks yeah I know I'm excited because yeah there's gonna be a lot of like big um athletes there right and I know um that I think they're doing like a prime time or they're probably gonna like do something like that because it's local and like you know like the higher levels 
So I'm like really interested to see like how that turns out. Um, I mean, Corrupted, I know does an awesome job of like their like media too. Um, and just like the way that they kind of go about like their style. So it should be really cool to see. Um, and I've always wanted to go to Texas, so that should be fun. Um, but yeah, I'm excited and I'm nervous about that meet because it's like, like I said, there's a lot of big athletes there and I just, I feel intimidated. Yes. I, my next question was going to be how you've been to Texas because I felt like, I feel like you're going to go to Texas and just freaking love it because there's so much powerlifting. Yeah, I know. It, that's specifically why too I want to go because there's so much powerlifting, so much like gyms and it's like, it's a big community out there. Mm, yes, absolutely. So I know you said you're nervous for the meet. And I don't know what, like, if you have a full-on plan for, like, the next meets after or what next year looks like, but are you trying to go, like, fully all out for this meet? Um, I am. I, I think I am. I'm setting the bar pretty high right now, um, even though I'm, like, kind of having some difficulty getting back into, like, training, but I'm setting the bar high because I've gone to know myself a little bit more better from the Arnold and Nat, mm -hmm. um, especially like being exposed to like a high level meet because the Nats is only my third high level meet, like national wise. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel, I feel a little bit more confident in that, like, I guess, um, aspect where like, of like the feeling of the pressure um, and then um, just getting to do back to back meets and like, getting to know how my peak works, how my fatigue gets, um, you know, how long it takes me to like get through like a little mental block and um, like consistently like PR and stuff. Um, I feel like I'm setting the bar at a good, uh, at a good level right now. Um, I wouldn't say I'm setting absurd numbers, but uh, I definitely think that this meet should be really cool and should be definitely one of my best um, moments in training and powerlifting. At least I hope so. And I pray to God I don't get hurt during this prep or anything. So, yeah. Oh my God. I really cannot wait to see you go and compete. Mm -hmm. And I think for you that this would be the first taste to get of kind of like a prime time setting because you are yeah. surrounded by just like great lifters at this meet whereas mm -hmm. nationals you were doing the main session which was just like a mm -hmm. bunch of people in general so yeah. this is also going to help you mentally to like get used to that because you're going to have to because you'll probably be in prime mm -hmm. time next year for nationals yeah uh um, and like yeah doing bigger meets like the arnold's so it's you're like really a good point in your journey it's like it's just now taking yeah. off I know and I'm nervous because um I don't know like um like last year I competed at open ads as like a team and it wasn't like as intimidating I think as um as this Nats, even though I wasn't in a prime time or anything it's just like the feeling of seeing everyone all the big like lifters and athletes and it's like it should be interesting um being in like the setting that Corrupted's gonna have. So yeah, I definitely think that I'm a little less like nervous about it. I mean, I'm still nervous about it, but it should be, it should be cool to see and um, kind of like be in, so. Yes, also if you thought Vegas was hot, mm -hmm. Houston, Wait, Texas is hot and humid. Todd? No, I said if you thought Vegas was hot. Oh! Houston, Texas oh, is Vegas hot and hot. humid. 
and yeah I've uh I've yes. heard that um <laughs> well I mean last year when I went to Florida for Nats it was humid and hot so I feel like I have an idea of what it's gonna be like but I <laughs> hope it's not hotter so yeah well actually the time of year you might be in a better spot oh it's yeah a little bit. it's in the fall time. that's right. so yeah a little better oh man but Haley dude I've loved talking to you and just getting to like know more about the insights going yeah, into this yeah. year and like your preps that you've had and you're making major progress I think mm-hmm. we'll be seeing your name a lot more especially in the year to come for sure mm-hmm. yeah yeah at least I hope so I hope you know I always say that I don't like talking to like much about myself like I guess like in a high way because it's like you never know you're gonna you can get hurt you know you could break your leg and I'm like please God, don't let me break my leg. Please don't let like my disc bulge or something right now. Like I'm always like, like this could be taken away from me so easily. So I always pray that I can continue doing this and that I can continue to get strong and be better, you know, so. Yeah, so one thing I will say, just watching you lift, like you're such like a, you're, you get so excited. Like the way you look after a big <laughs> PR is massive. So it's just really cool to watch you. You can just see a passion that you have for the sport (laughs) yeah no yeah I feel like uh, (laughs) I get a little crazy before I um I lift it's just that like that feeling that I'm trying to like get out because it's like when you're going for a PR or a big lift you're like oh my god I'm scared like can I even do this and I like would always do that so I just got to the point where like I just start yelling I start getting mad and I just like I'm like no like I'm gonna do this like shut up like shut up uh, stupid voices that are telling me not to do it you know so it's like and plus like sometimes when you have a long day you just you just want to get mad a little you know so yeah that's that's uh you're definitely gonna see that a lot from me um yeah it's uh so I don't know maybe some people don't like it maybe some people think it's cringy but to me it works so I'm gonna continue doing it <laughs> yep if it works girl don't <laughs> stop doing it for anyone who wants to reach out to you for coaching, how can they get a hold of you and find you? Um, so I have an email. Um, I have my email attached to my bio on my Instagram, but uh, you guys can go ahead and also DM me um, about like further questions and whatnot. And then we'll just like kind of go through there. Uh, nice. to- and your Instagram is? It's at Haley2Wise underscore Hunter. Perfect. Again, thank you so much for coming on. And y'all, I'll catch you next time on the Power and Lifting Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved today's episode, please share it with a friend. Leave a five-star rating and write a review so we can get this podcast out to more people. I appreciate you all.